Hello, everybody. Welcome to Community Concepts, part of localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this podcast is where we like to highlight the good in work and community and how it could help you in your profession as well. Now, for this episode, we're looking into the Sons of Baseball Foundation out of Utah, where they help some special children experience the positive influence of baseball. Joining LJN Radio today is the president of Sons of Baseball. His name is Eric Wallace. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Tim. Oh, of course. As people who listen to the show and my colleagues know, I love baseball. Combine that with what uh, what you guys are doing as far as the charity side. I think it's really cool. And why don't we start there? Just give our listeners an idea of, you know, tell us about your organization a little bit, how it got started, why you decided to do this. Uh, just really fill us in on, on what it is you, you do and how it came to be. Okay. Well, the uh, the easiest way to explain to others what we do is compare it to a Make-A-Wish Foundation. We are very similar, uh, I think, in what we try to do, which is provide a once-in-a-lifetime experience, except for our only focus is, as you mentioned, baseball. And uh, baseball has a very special place in my heart. I'll just give you a little background of why I thought it would mean something to to continue the legacy of baseball and, and that it's bigger than me and, and our foundation. And it's just really about the love of baseball. When I was eight years old, I had a, a four-year-old sister who was diagnosed with leukemia. And I, I remember vividly the day that I found out. It was one of the, the first times and the only times uh, I remember seeing my father cry uh, while he told me. It was really, I didn't know what to expect. I, I just knew that it was bad. Mm-hmm. And baseball for the next six years while my sister went through chemotherapy treatments was, uh, was my outlet. And uh, my sister was one of the few 30 years ago that survived. So we're, I'm happy to report that uh, she's alive and well and just turned 35. <laughs> so there is a happy ending. But baseball throughout that time period was really where I spent a lot of my time to help me forget about what our family was going through. And anybody that's in that situation who has a family member or a relative, uh, a spouse, a child going through that, whatever the disability or illness is, the the whole family really takes on the identity of that illness and it becomes part of who that family is. And for the most part, through what I've seen, the family really rallies around that individual. And um, that really becomes the focus is, is how can we help and what can we do? And so as I went on in baseball, you know, played high school, played college. Um, I even tried softball a little bit, not the same. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I tried the old guy, old, uh, you know, the beer league baseball, and, and that didn't do it for me either. So it was really my background with my sister in mm-hmm. conjunction with a baseball trip that um, really was brought on by Chipper Jones retiring. I'm not a huge Braves fan, but I'm a Chipper fan. Sure. He's announced that he was going to be retiring, which I'm really glad players are starting to announce the season before so people can actually go watch him. You right, know, one last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just put it on my bucket list and I said, if I don't do it now, I never will and I'll regret it. And so I have a, a couple of really close friends and I said, look, I'm going to go to the Rockies game because they're close to us. I'm going to play the Braves. And I'm going to go by myself if I have to, but I'd really love it if you know anybody wants to come along to go ahead and come along. And uh, so I had two of my friends, close friends, come. And when we got to the game that night, I'll just take a step back. When we walked through the gates, everything just melted away. It was like we were kids again and nothing else mattered. And we just loved and soaked in baseball for four and a half hours. Soon after that trip, was actually on the way home. I thought, you know, baseball means so much to me. It helped me in my time of need to, to provide an outlet. I met my wife through baseball. 
scholarship at the University of Utah. <laughs> I've got a great job. I have a, a four-year-old son who's who's healthy, and I just feel very blessed. And so it was just time to give back. And um, none of the other outlets I tried seemed to work. And so I just asked my friends. I said, "Hey, what would you think of?" just reaching out, finding a family who has a child with a disability or a life-threatening medical illness and buying great tickets for them and paying for them to go to watch a baseball game. Because we had no baseball connections, really, other than a few college buddies. Right. But no no major league contacts or anything like that. And uh, they loved it. They said, we're in. Let's, uh, you know, because we knew we could buy good tickets. We knew we could buy a plane ticket in a hotel and buy food, right? Everybody does that. So we put the plan in motion. And the first person that I reached out to was Tim Mead with the Angels. And within a few days, I heard back from his group and they just said, we want to help you with everything. And so we were very lucky. We took our first family in 2012, Nathan, to meet his favorite team, the Angels. Sure. And uh, it was better than could possibly be imagined. He got to go on the field uh, watch batting practice. He got a an autographed picture of Mike Trout and uh, Mark Trumbo. They both hit home runs that night. <laughs> I mean, it really, he got to meet Mike Sosha. And uh, the other thing that we do is we include the whole family, which might be a little bit different than the Make-A-Wish, mm-hmm. but we provide jerseys for the entire family and they have no idea. And, and basically, we just tell the family, look, we want to take you to a baseball game and we don't tell them any other details. We okay. say, we're going we're gonna to take you to the game. Either we meet the family at the ballpark if they're local, or we say, we're going to this game and we figure out all the details. And that's really how it starts. Now, you mentioned it for yourself, you know, when you and your buddies walked in, even as adults, things kind of melted away. You mentioned that, you know, when uh, when everything was going down with your sister, how it was really kind of what brought you guys together. Can you in any way put into words, like, is that what you're trying to do with these families is say, hey, we know it's tough, but this is a way to just forget about all that? I mean, how can you express that to people who you know, are in fortunate situations where they have a healthy family, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff? How do you really, sure. how do you really illustrate that or, or describe that for people who have, have no idea what, what you're talking about, really? That's a great question. I, um, I think the, the best way to describe it is, and people with children, so anybody who, you know, mother, father, child, uh, or mother, father who, who has a child, I think it's easy to understand because mm-hmm. parents seem to live through their children or live to create experiences for their children. And so taking your child to Disneyland or taking your child fishing or whatever your interests or hobbies are, you you enjoy sharing those with your children. And you really do. You either like baseball or you don't. And I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> some people love soccer. Some people love football. I love baseball. And so I think anybody who's passionate about any type of extracurricular activity, skiing, you know, that sharing that experience with a loved one or a friend, it brings a, a, a renewed sense of joy. It's like you're experiencing experiencing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think to kind of share how families with children that that love baseball, like Nathan's family, his his parents didn't love baseball. They didn't really like baseball. <laughs> he brought baseball to their family. Right. And we just went to visit them a few months ago, and their picture hanging in their living room is of them with all of their angels gear on. So you can kind of tell what that meant to their family. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, as families go through these trying times, they don't focus on vacation. They don't focus on going to baseball games. They focus on the child and, and medical bills and, and everything else. So our goal is to have that family forget about 
their daily problems just for four and a half, five hours, just just for the the time of the baseball game, and to have that just melt away as well, and and have that create just a family experience that they can all share together and talk about forever. And so that that's really our goal. It's not there's a million charities literally out there, and they're all great. They all serve a fantastic purpose. That's just ours. Ours is to create those memories uh, for those families. And just to give you uh, an idea, we did. We had a really special trip this year with the uh, Salt Lake Bees, who are the, the AAA affiliate of the Angels. Okay. We provided an MVP experience for Paxton Norton, and um, he was three years old. He was literally one of the only children in the world with what he had, which was a chromosomal deletion. Mm. But he, he loved baseball. The, his baseball toy was his favorite toy. <laughs> and we did a special night. His father actually pitched for the University of Utah. So Paxton got to roll the first pitch down the mound where his father played college baseball. They had a hundred family and friends in the stands, the the bees that got to meet the whole team. And uh, Paxton actually passed away about a month and a half after that oh, experience. Man. I'll never forget the day after Paxton passed away, his father called me and his grandfather actually called me and said, thank you for creating one of my most memorable experiences with my grandson. That just gives you some insight into people who love baseball or people who who love the sport, what it means to them to to experience it with their family and, and through their children's eyes. You know, how do you go about then finding the families? And, you know, you mentioned, of course, there are charities all over the place and some are extremely large and they're unfortunately, you know, I don't want to say turning people away, but they can't obviously accommodate everybody. So how do you reach out? Where do you look? How do you come across these families, especially because you are looking to help, uh, you know, a specific type of of individual, especially being a child and, and with these conditions you've talked about? Well, we've we've actually been pretty careful because we we don't want to turn people away. But as as you can imagine, word has gotten out pretty quickly on mm-hmm. what we're doing. But we we have actually a great relationship with the Miracle League. They're a national charity uh, based out of Atlanta. Sure. Yep. The Miracle League actually there's one in Milwaukee. We worked with uh, the Miracle League of Milwaukee this year too, who has a close relationship with the Brewers and and Teddy. And we. We actually, uh, I reach out to the national director of the Miracle League, and I say the A's have expressed interest in helping us with a with a an MVP experience this year. Can you put me in touch with the Miracle League coach in that area or that region, you know, where it's within driving distance? Right. There's also a Miracle League here. So we took two children from Salt Lake this year. We took Carter and his family to a Red Sox game. He got to meet Pedroia before the game and, you know, the Green Monster and tour the stadium. And Kyle got to go see the Mets where his father got watched the World Series game back in 85, 86, 86, I think. Yep, 86. <laughs> and uh, got to watch the World Series. And so he got to experience with uh, his son who was autistic. And he play, He literally practices baseball every day in his backyard. That's <laughs> that's what he loves. He has a, a, a tarp that he'll cover his little backyard and, you know, his pitching mound. But uh, that's how we connect with, with children is mostly through the Miracle League at this point. But there's hundreds of thousands of participants across the country. Right. So we reach out as opportunities become available. Well, again, Eric, I appreciate just, you know, talking about these types of, of things. And of course, in relation to baseball, I think uh, people who, as you said, love the sport or love any sport can understand how it plays a role. I did want to shift gears just a little bit here. I mean, you know, I, again, with all of our shows, we, we try to talk about, well, how does this fit in with some something job related or helping you within your work? And how does that fit in with community and charity? For yourself, I mean, what do you think an individual can learn from 
your organization or learn from these kids or learn from these families that they could take back with them, whether it might not even be a skill, maybe it's perspective in some way. What would you offer up in terms of of that side of things? I think that anytime anybody helps others with the intent of just helping, I think that there's something to be gained from that. Mm-hmm. Again, I played baseball my, my whole or most of my life, and my favorite baseball experiences, most of them are some of these experiences that I've been able to share with these families, mm-hmm. and that's not even a question. So I think what people can gain from that is regardless of who you help or how you help, I chose baseball because I was passionate and I knew that I would follow through with it. I think that anybody who's passionate about whatever they're passionate, find a way to help through what you're passionate about because then you'll actually do it. A lot of people see a a commercial and, you know, donate $5 or $10, which is fantastic. But be passionate about what you give and your time because unfortunately for most most people, I think it's, I'll do that tomorrow. You know, I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to give back, you know, in, in, in a couple months. And then life happens and you forget about it until the next time you see a great commercial or, you know, hear a special on the Sons of Baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Radio show. (laughs) So um, the other thing I think we can learn, and I'll I'll never forget it, but we we had a young man who participated with an MVP experience this year. Uh, His name was Jonah. And every time we have somebody throw out a first pitch, it's interesting to watch the children. None of our children that we have had throw out a first pitch have been nervous. Really? usually when you see somebody going to throw out the first pitch, they're sweating bullets on the sideline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that right? You can see just the fear on their face. And um, one of the University of Utah assistant coaches came up and he said to Jonah, all right, Jonah, don't be nervous. There's a lot of people here and they're all cheering for you. And he just, he looked him right in the eyes. He's only eight. And he said, I'm not nervous. <laughs> and he was not phased. It, there was there was no nerves. I think that these children are are so used to dealing with adversity that it's not they they don't have that fear of what's next because it is what it is and they can't control it. Hmm. And so they're just going to deal with it and and they're going to have a good positive attitude and there and a lot of that comes from great parents you know supporting their children too. So that's what I would say. One of the things we can learn is just perseverance and don't be fearful. Just Take that next step, whatever it is, uh, you know, your job, your giving back your, into your community, uh, whatever you do, just don't be fearful and have that killer instinct and go for it. I think that's a perfect perspective to have. Um, you know, and as you said, it's easy for a lot of us to take advantage or take for granted, I should say, of, of what we have and um, to hear it coming from from those individuals. I think that's really important. I want to ask about that, too, because, of course, you mentioned one of the instances where, you know, not all these children necessarily are going to have the opportunity to end up in the workplace or maybe, you know, find their niche. What would you say, do you think Sons of Baseball can help them in any way? I don't know, add to their potential? Again, assuming, you know, not as they're going to go into baseball, but maybe in some way help them? Absolutely. I think that one of the things that we're trying to do is let people know that want to help is baseball is bigger than any one individual. It's bigger than a celebrity. It's bigger than a team. And so we have people, and as we grow as an organization, we've actually had Nick who um, got to meet uh, some players with the San Francisco Giants, who is, I think he's 15, 16. He has charge syndrome, uh, which there's a lot of challenges that go there. But his mother, Helen, uh, loves baseball and uh, just a great, great family. And we're actually planning on having Nick and his mother help us in the future with MVP trips to um, the A's and the Giants. And so it'll 
help provide an opportunity for Nick to give back and go through an experience with with a family and with a child and, and help and actually help help our charity progress and provide these opportunities for for others and obviously we have to take it on a case by case basis sure but that is um, that's one way that that we think that children and and families who want to help with this can really really help I also anybody that wants to help find a local miracle league and go go spend a Saturday with those kids and uh, it'll change your life it'll change the way you look at baseball so. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. And I was going to get to that as well and asking you, what are some ways that people or even businesses, organizations could help out with Sons of Baseball? Maybe it's Miracle League um, on a more of a national scale, or maybe maybe something you're planning on do with Sons of Baseball to expand a little bit. I mean, anywhere somebody or a business could help, what would you, uh, what would you suggest? The number one way that anybody can help any charity is through a donation. Most charities have a business plan and a budget for how many people they can help and and what their plans are for the future for growing. We're no different. One of the best ways to help us is go to our website, sonsofbaseball.org, and we have a buck a month club where literally you can sign up for $1. It's very easy. You click on our, it's on our homepage. You click on that button and you can donate, you know, $1 a month and it'll automatically be debited from your debit card or your credit card. And so that's very easy to do. Another way is to look up your local Miracle League. We highly support the Miracle League and they always need all the help they can get with coaches and and umpires and just helping kids run around the base because each child usually has somebody that helps them around the bases. So we also have a banquet coming up. It's our Heroes and Legends banquet for anybody that's going to be in the Salt Lake area, right? The baseball mecca of Salt Lake City. And uh, right now we're talking to Ozzie Smith about being the uh, keynote speaker, but we also have a few basketball legends uh, that are going to be attending as well and, and talking to some other great baseball people about attending. So and that's going to be in early May. And uh, all of those updates will be on our Facebook page. We're on Facebook under the Sons of Baseball Foundation as well. Well, that's great. And uh, again, I appreciate you giving people that opportunity to help out if they want to in those ways, um, whether it's specifically the Sons of Baseball and you mentioned Miracle League. I think that's cool that, that you guys are kind of working, working together there as well. Before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else you wanted to put out there in terms of Sons of Baseball, charity work, anything you want to finish up with uh, to sort of wrap up the conversation today? What I would just like to leave it with is hopefully this motivates somebody to do something that they were going to put off and not necessarily with the Sons of Baseball Foundation, which would be great. But today, go find somebody to help. Go shovel your neighbor's sidewalk, go do something for somebody else. And uh, if you can do that, then it, I think you're, you're headed down the right path of, of beginning to help others. And I, I really truly believe that it, you find happiness in life through helping others. So that's what I'd, I'd, I'd hope that at least one person from, from hearing this makes that decision and actually does that and uh, kind of puts it to the test to see if it, it does help them. Well, Eric, again, we do appreciate uh, all the information you've given us and the perspective. And of course, you know, we are happy to hear about your family situation panning out well. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, it doesn't always work out that way. So hopefully Sons of Baseball can bring that experience, not only those kids, but also the whole family, as you mentioned. Again, appreciate you coming on and hopefully this will help, as you said. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate the, the phone call and, and helping spread the word about Sons of Baseball. And with that, we will unfortunately have to wrap up this edition of Community Concepts. Uh, Once again, our guest was the president of Sons of Baseball. His name is Eric Wallace. Again, if you want to find out more about what they do and how you can help, you can head over to sonsofbaseball.org. Of course, we'd always like to hear from you, the listeners, as well. If you have any organizations you're interested in hearing more about, just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. 
Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.